Building boundaries is, by its very nature, an experimental process. You have to test things out to see what feels like the right boundary. This is especially so if you don't know who you are, what you like, and what you want, need, and prefer. If you've never asked yourself, what do I want? What do I need? What do I like or prefer? Then you don't know the answer to those questions. If you were a lifelong people pleaser like me, you were asking those questions about other people, not about yourself. The boundary building process requires that you do that. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I'm a boundaries coach who specializes in helping women who are focused on what others are thinking and doing and neglect themselves in the process. And I have coached hundreds of people on how to build healthy boundaries using my exclusive build framework. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. I'm an avid beachcomber who collects sea glass, shells, wood, and stones. I am a formerly closeted fan of the Hallmark Channel, especially the Christmas movies. Hello, Christmas in July. I wear fingerless gloves from September to June because my hands are always cold, so I have about 15 pairs. And I get a huge kick out of counting how many days, weeks, and months there are until my birthday or Christmas at completely random times of the year. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 215, How to Discover Your Real Identity and Authenticity by Building Healthy Boundaries. For those of you in recovery, you'll be familiar with the idea that each of the recovery programs has a list of promises of what recovery looks like in that program. Well, in the ACA program that I'm part of, promise number one is we will discover our real identities. I think that it should actually be we will discover slash create our real identities because when we say we will discover something, it's as if it already exists and we just sort of need to dust it off and find it. When it comes to growing up in a dysfunctional family, we didn't really have the opportunity to form our true authentic identity because we were sort of corrupted by the dysfunction. Now, of course, there are certain elements of us that are true and real and have always been there, but there are other parts of our identity that we create as we come out of the dysfunction. This relates to one of the really common things I hear from my boundaries coaching clients and from prospective clients, which is, I don't know who I really am, or I don't know what it means to be authentic, or I don't know what I really like and don't like because I've always been such a people pleaser, or I've been a chameleon for so long. When I look back on my recovery, the thing that helped me the most 
in forming slash discovering and creating my real identity and learning how to be the authentic me that I was born to be, it was the boundary building process. And I'm going to take this time to describe why that is and how it worked. Building boundaries is by its very nature an experimental process. You have to test things out to see what feels like the right boundary. That's what I mean about it being an experimental process. This is especially so if you don't know who you are, what you like, and what you want, need, and prefer. If you've never asked yourself, what do I want? What do I need? What do I like or prefer? Then you don't know the answer to those questions. If you were a lifelong people pleaser like me, you were asking those questions about other people, not about yourself. The boundary building process requires that you do that. What that means is you start by making educated guesses about what feels like might be the right boundary for you. And then you test it out to find out, does that feel right to me? So here's a personal example. I don't remember what the specific situation was, but I remember one of the first times that I was very aware, this is me about to set a boundary. I was like, wham, and it was just way too fucking harsh, but I didn't know that it was going to be too harsh or I wouldn't have said it that way. I only knew that it was too harsh of a boundary when I said it and felt the repercussions. That helped me realize that in that situation, I wanted to back off and have a less harsh boundary because it just didn't feel right to me. So that's what I mean when I say boundary building is an experimental process. I had to figure out what my limits are. You need to figure out what your limits are and what feels good to you. And your boundaries are not going to be exactly the same every time in every circumstance for all people. Well, there are some boundaries you'll have that are the same under all circumstances. Like for me, I don't eat sugar at all. There are no circumstances under which I eat sugar. So that's a stark boundary that doesn't ever waver. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are or who's involved. I don't eat sugar. But when it comes to, for example, somebody asking me to give them a ride to a recovery meeting, there are some people I will never give a ride to because I wouldn't feel comfortable having them in my car. But there are plenty of other people that I will give rides to sometimes, but not other times. So my ride-giving boundary changes in different circumstances for different people, but my sugar boundary does not. Now, this experimental process that I talked about earlier entails us getting to know ourselves. We get to know what we like and don't like, what's okay with us and not okay with us. And then we articulate that to other people. Now, it could be the case, however, where you actually do know what your preferences are, but you're simply not telling other people what they are. And then if you're anything like I was before I had healthy boundaries, you get mad at them for not honoring your preferences, which you never told them about. So here's an example from my life before recovery. I had a boyfriend who only wanted to go out to eat at diners or buffets. Now, I don't mind going to diners or buffets from time to time, but those are not the only places I like to dine out. I like ethnic cuisine, vegetarian cuisine. I like fine dining from time to time. But when I was with him, I just deferred 
to his choices all the time. But of course, I got resentful of him because I kept deferring to him. So it's up to me to say I'd really like to go to someplace different this time. I'm the one that's in charge of my boundary. Other people are not. All right, so back to discovering your real identity and being your authentic self. What happens in this process of building boundaries is you get to know yourself better, what you like and don't like, what's okay and not okay with you. And when you do that, you start to do more and more things that you actually like. And shocker, when you start doing more things you like and less things you don't like, you're going to enjoy yourself way fucking more in your life than you ever did before. You will start to be the pilot of this ship that's going towards the island of I enjoy my life more and away from the island of I enjoy my life less. You'll get to know yourself better and better and you will start to like yourself and your life more. A byproduct of liking your life better is that you'll come to like yourself more as you see yourself taking more control of the ship of your life. And guess what? It'll become even easier to set boundaries going forward because A, you'll have all this practice of the boundaries you've been setting, and B, because you'll have the reward of a life that you're living very purposefully that's enjoyable to you. And it will be so much harder to give up that life the way you used to when you were deferring to others in the past. This is why learning and figuring out what your top values are is such an important part of the process of boundary building. Now, I didn't realize the importance of my values and the boundary building process until well after the fact. When I looked back and saw that the way I knew when and where to set boundaries were was based on what was important to me what I valued, I realized, oh, I wish I knew that in the beginning. So you need to be clear on what's important to you so you can decide when and where to set boundaries. That was something I learned in retrospect. So now I start all my clients by having them go through a process to figure out their top five values so they can keep them in the forefront of their minds as they're building their own personalized boundary system. Now, let me give you an example, and I will use health as the value. If you value your health, you're going to set boundaries in your life in such a way that you're promoting and supporting your health. So some examples might be that you don't go to social or you don't do social engagements around food. Instead of meeting friends for lunch and dinner like you used to, maybe you do things like go for walks with people instead. Maybe you set money aside in your budget for a gym membership, a personal trainer, yoga classes, or to pay for supplements or organic food. Or you make sure that you have time in your life to prepare your own food so you know what's in it. Those are all examples of boundaries that you might set in your life based on the standards you have for your health. And while I'm saying that, I realized that I forgot to say that my definition of a boundary is that it's a standard you have for your life. Now, let's bring this health example back to the issue of identity. 
In this example I've just given, the identity of this person is someone who values health. They buy organic food and do their own cooking. They go to the gym and they take supplements. That's something that person decided were their boundaries. Now, if this was you and you were living up to those standards, taking care of yourself, feeling better about yourself, and liking yourself because you're enjoying your life more, because it feels fucking good to be healthy and it feels good to take care of yourself and to know you can count on yourself. So this is where the authenticity comes in. When you get used to living your life up to your own standards and you get used to teaching other people, these are the standards for my life that I'm going to continue living up to, whether you like it or not, that is called being authentic. And by the way, you don't actually have to say those words to people. Before I got into recovery, when I would hear people talk about authenticity, I honestly didn't really know what they were talking about. I thought I did because I thought I was being authentic. I didn't know that I wasn't. I also didn't know that I lied all the time either. So how could I possibly be authentic if I was fucking lying all the time about food and drugs and alcohol and people-pleasing behaviors? Now, the way we become our authentic selves is by living in alignment with our values. That is building boundaries around what's important to us. And you know that's your authentic self because your particular bundle of values is yours and only yours. Even if somebody else had the same exact five values as you, that doesn't mean they would define them the same way. One person's definition and standards of health aren't necessarily the same as another's. Look at all the different types of diets out there. Some of them are like, eat only meat. Some of them are like, don't eat carbs. Some of them are eat like, don't eat animal products, right? So even if you have the same exact five values as someone else, they're not going to mean exactly the same to that person. So you being authentic means you living in alignment with your values. And I want to say one more thing, and it's about living on purpose or living a purpose-driven life. So many people these days are worried about living a purpose-driven life, and they ask, what's my purpose? I need to know what my purpose is. Well, I'm going to tell you what your purpose is. Your purpose is to live in alignment with your values. They wouldn't be your values if they weren't genuine to you. So your purpose is to live in alignment with those values. That will allow you to be the authentic you and discover your real identity. They wouldn't be your values if they weren't the core of who you are. So all of this is how and why the boundary building process helps you discover your real identity and become the authentic you and live on purpose. Was recently reminded by a friend that when I first started recovery, I didn't feel lovable. I almost can't believe that I used to feel that way and that I kind of forgot something so profound because I truly love myself now. And I want that for everybody. If you don't love yourself, there's literally nothing that can make up for that. I created something exclusively for my private clients since many of them don't love themselves. And I've now opened up my private vault to share it with up to 10 people individually. It's called the Self Love Sprint. 
you'll grow to love yourself and truly feel worthy. So you can stop saying yes when you really want to say no. Stop neglecting yourself and putting everyone else first. Stop saying all kinds of nasty shit to yourself. That is not what people who love themselves and feel deserving do. You'll stop being afraid that others will think that you're selfish for taking time to care for yourself. This is also for you if you don't really know who you are because you've always been such a fucking chameleon. Go to higherpowercc.com slash love sprint. Remember, I'm only offering 10 of these, so don't wait. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're gonna love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listen to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.